Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lead Lap Show, where we talk nothing but motorsports for one hour here on WSIC and across all of our syndicated affiliates. Uh, my name is Tom Baker. It is great to be back with you for another broadcast, and I am joined in our WSIC studios by two young racers from Mooresville who happen to be the sons of a former NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion. Travis Quapple's sons are here, Carson and Caden, both joining us. We've had Carson in the studio before. He's a pro at this. Uh, Caden is a first-time rookie, as am I, apparently, because what you're listening to is actually take two. I forgot to hit the record button when we started the show a few minutes ago. Okay, so now we're rolling, and uh, so Carson, you can't make any more mistakes. Um, it's good to have you guys here, and I'm going to start with you, Carson. Um, we're going to go back through your career in a moment, but I want to start with an opportunity that you were fortunate enough to come across last fall, uh, and I think our audience is going to be very surprised and very excited for you. Um, talk about what you are doing this year and who you are doing it for with regard to your racing. Well, uh, obviously, running for Dale Jr. Motorsports, for the people that have seen that on Facebook, blow up. <laughs> um, I'll be running, uh, yeah, Junior's car for all the cars to races, which is about 15 or so races. Uh, and then we're going to run five or ten or five to ten big shows like uh, – big money races around around here um and that's really all we have planned uh super that's enough yeah yeah that's definitely enough <laughs> 20 but, or 25 races it yeah, sounds like yeah super excited for the opportunity though this is it's about all i could ask for in the shoes that i'm in right now so well you started cool. running for junior last year you ran a, a few races for him in the fall how did that come about yeah, I don't even honestly remember what like started it. My first race with them, I remember there were talks of me running, maybe filling in for Josh whenever he was Xfinity racing. But honestly, it was it kind of it was like a Wednesday, and the race was a Saturday. It was the Florence uh, car sewer race near the end of the season, and I, my dad asked me if I wanted to run Junior's car at Florence, and I, that was pretty. <laughs> They're pretty big. I didn't really yes, expect. I think I do. I didn't expect those <laughs> words to come out of his mouth. I uh, bet. We were, so we ran that race. We led the whole thing till ten to go. I burned the tires off at the end. Uh, just hadn't been in the car for one of those cars for three years. Didn't really know what to do. Car was really good. It's just I got too much out of it too early. Uh, still rallied to finish fourth though. Good run. Um, well, then we ran Hickory Fall Brawl. And uh, finished third, ran top five all day. Thought we were pretty good. Just uh, needed a caution at the end. Didn't get one. But, I mean, third, pretty happy with that. Second time in the car. And sure. Especially at Hickory. That place is, ooh, <laughs> especially in a late model, it is rough. It is. Yeah, that's a real challenging track. But you've always done pretty good there, though. Yeah, I ran the Carolina Pro stuff there a lot. Ran yeah. one of the cars to a race. My first cars to a race in the Super I won there. Uh, so I had a good, pretty good handle on that track. I definitely had to drive it a lot different from the Super Way model straight rail stuff. But uh, then we went to Florence for the SC400, last race of the year, basically. Uh, Ten grand to win. There were 30-some-odd cars there. We qualified. I think it might have been top five we qualified. I can't remember. Third, maybe. Um, we had a really good car for that one. Uh, it was 
took the lead probably halfway through the race, and uh, I was hoping to run away with it at the end. We, we hit 10 to go, and I had a straightaway lead on uh, the second-place guy. But uh, just guy just got a ca- caution came out, and uh, I didn't need one for sure. And uh, Ty Majewski, he beat me with five to go, and he got really lucky. He had a, probably two or three things that helped him win the race, but he was really fast, and we were too. It's just I didn't have enough at the end. and uh, But, I mean, that was, that was one that definitely hurt when it, when it got taken from me. Yeah, I can imagine because it's it's hard to – when you know you've got a car to win, it's hard when you don't. You know, even yeah. if you're running against the best competition, I get that completely. But uh, definitely solid runs all the way through. I mean, you were in every race that you ran – uh, last fall for junior so you know a great opportunity this year you're how old now 18 uh turned 19 in may okay so at just 18 years old now you're driving for junior motorsports in the late model clarify for for our audience this doesn't mean that you're in any kind of development program necessarily or maybe does it talk about that a little bit well, we're working with the uh, Chevrolet RAN Drivers Edge Development program. Okay. Yeah, pretty excited to be a part of that. That's uh, there's been some guys obviously that have came through that. And, a number. Yeah, yeah. A few of them that have came through that, and now they're running the big show NASCAR race. And okay. So it's good. To, it's it's cool to be a part of it. Um, good to be a part of what comes with it. The stuff that I get to do with Chevy and uh, Drivers Edge Development. So. So this isn't a random, this wasn't necessarily a random thing for you. There may be a bigger plan here that perhaps you just haven't been fully clued in on. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, if there is a plan, I definitely haven't been clued in on it. Um, I'm not really sure what the plan is, but right now, me and the guys, I think we're just looking forward to go racing next year. Uh, short track racing uh, with a with me. I've, I've ran short tracks with my family-owned team and the Supers here the past three years maybe two years it's been so we're just looking to go have some fun hopefully win some races and maybe run for the car steward championship okay so uh let's talk to caden for a moment then we're gonna kind of as we continue on with the show we'll kind of go back through your respective careers so caden uh first of all great to have you in the studio for the first time how old are you now so yeah i just turned 15 back in december so I'm still a little younger than him, but yeah. Not well, you're far. always going to be a little younger than him. That's never going to, you know, it doesn't change. Uh, every time you get a year older, he gets a year older. That's kind of how this calendar yeah. thing works. But uh, you kind of followed, obviously, in his footsteps um, a little bit. And now you're actually right behind him running the prolate model for the the family-owned car that, that Carson ran a couple of years ago you you ran some shows with it last year talk about what your plans are for this year with regard to the to the late model yeah for this year i think we plan on running the full cars tour series with the pros and i think we're going to run the first few opening races with the carolina pro late model series as well just to get warmed up for the cars tour and then so i'm gonna be running the full series with that with our family-owned car so hopefully that goes well. We're going to be doing most of the races that he's in, which most of them, uh, they interfere with his. So we're going to track together while he's racing junior car and I'm going to be with our own car. But, yeah. Oh, that's true because you're running now the Cars Tour. This is new for 2022 that the uh, Cars Tour is actually, they switched from super late models to pro late models to complement the NASCAR late model stock 
uh, series that they run. And so this will be, you guys will be racing together at the same track, not at, on the track at the same time, though, right now. Yeah, we're going to be racing mostly same tracks. I think his uh, series he runs has a little bit more races than uh, Pro Series, yeah. like the Cars Tour. But most of the time, we're going to be at the track together, but we're just going to be different series, but we're going to be there together. Now, the first time that you ever stepped up into a late model, I was there. And it was, I believe, it was at Florence, right? Yeah, yeah Florence, Florence. Florence. You guys have had great success at Florence. <laughs> you love that track. Must be the lack of the backstretch yeah. wall agrees with you. Um, but uh, you actually went out and won the race. What was that like to be able to get in the car and and just go wax the field like you did that day? Because you really did. Yeah, it was really cool. I wasn't really expecting all of it. I kind of just wanted to run out there and try and gain some experience because I was doing it. I was going to start doing it the year after, which. Last year, I guess what you'd say, but I just wanted to try and get some experience, try and run my best, and the car was set up perfect, and I made a few mistakes, probably a lot more than I needed to, but it all came out, and the outcome was very good. Now, what kind of help does Carson provide you when you're racing the late model? Are you spotting? Uh, Is he spotting for you, or is he basically just sort of standing on the pit box uh, driving the car from a distance? Yeah, he's normally, he's the one on the pit box. <laughs> he helps, mainly he's like the crew chief for me, other than my dad. He also helps set up the car a lot, and he pretty much is my driving coach. Whenever I do something wrong, he tells me how I'm doing it wrong and what I need to fix. And Mainly because he's been in the pro stuff. He ran it for a full year, so he knows everything about him. And I'm just now starting, so he's helping me through it, and he's helping set up the car and teach me how to run these things at new tracks that I've never been to. Okay, so Carson, um being able to watch little brother come up into the late models. I mean, it's always fun to kind of play the brother against brother thing, but you guys are actually pretty close and you've really um, worked hard to, to make sure that he has the best possible car and, and, and the best driving knowledge, right? Yeah. All through it. Uh, Ever since Bandolero's outlaw carts, I've always been the test dummy for the first year of us driving something new and he always looks like a hero when he goes finish the second to somebody whenever he gets in the car and it's set up good when it took me a year to get there but yeah i think it's it's pretty cool uh to be able to go to the late model track with him i tell you what it is it's kind of headache sometimes sometimes i watch it and man i'm just like dude like oh my but it's cool i mean he is i was there one time too no clue what i was doing but uh, I, I like it because it's our family-owned car. It's me and my dad and him uh, all working on our f- three cars now. Uh, uh, sometimes we switch the seat, and I'll hop in it, go test it. Like I did that at Florence for him when he won the race. Uh, I think that we went there a day prior, and I was in the seat uh, making changes to the car. And, and that thing, it was it was pretty good. He only, he only slowed down a few tenths whenever he got in it, but... Uh, He'll get there. Well, it was still fast enough to win, right, Caden? It doesn't matter if you win by a car length or a lap and a half. It's fast enough to win. Okay, so we're going to find out uh, before the show is over. We're going to play a little Know Your Father's Racing Career with these two and see who can get oh. guess more correctly questions regarding their dad's racing career. But we're going to um, – oh, see, Caden's already pointing to Carson. Well, we'll find out. You never know. Uh, It'll be fun. But anyways, we're going to talk more with both of these young racers about how they started and what uh, they've gone through in their career. When we continue, we'll be back with more of the Lead Lap Show right after this. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with an SPF of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. Alcoholism can affect any family. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Call 866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one Internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hey guys, this is Nathan Bird, a.k.a. Birdman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap here on WSIC and across our uh, RSS feed affiliates online and uh, other affiliate stations. We are excited to be uh, bringing this show to you each and every week, covering Southeast Motorsports for the most part. But we once in a while, we kind of expand out and talk about fun things that happen in other regions. And we like to kind of bring some new and interesting stories. We have got... Carson and Caden Quapple in the studio with us on this show, both, of course, sons of Travis Quapple, and we've talked with them about uh, what they're doing currently. So um, we'll turn back to Carson for a moment. 
How did you start racing? I mean, I won't ask how you got interested. That's kind of obvious for both of you. But what, how did you start racing? What was the first car you raced? Uh, the first, I'd say, legitimate race car I ran was a Bandolero, a Charlotte Motor Speedway or Concourse. I think it was Charlotte. Okay. I ran uh, end of 2013. Uh, I was 10 years old, had not a single clue what I was doing. And well, I think I ten. I think I was probably about the slowest car out there, oh. which was the funniest thing. I didn't even know what line to run. I didn't know anything. I was clueless at the time. But uh, then the next year we got our own Bandolero, and that's when we started. Me and my dad started working on this stuff as a family team, and we won a few races at the summer shootout that that year and the next. Uh, then we moved up and got a legend car, and then from there outlaw carts for a few years. Won a few track championships in Millbridge, a bunch of races. Um, then from there, we got our own late model stock, ran a few races, didn't really have much luck with that. Uh, my dad being 20 years out of late model racing, he, he was a little tuned out. I didn't really know what I was doing. And we ran some super late model stuff up in the Midwest for uh, uh, Brad Manstead and Toby Newman as a crew chief. That was, okay. that was a really cool opportunity. Won a few races up there, won an ARC Midwest Tour race. Um, then from there, we got our own Super Late model. Okay. Started running around here. It took us a year or so to start being competitive. Won our first race, the season opener at Hickory, and won three more, including Nashville, to go on and barely squeak by to win the championship. So, and then, I guess from there, Late Model Stocks again with uh, Junior Motorsports. Yeah, that's where you are currently. And you, you said you started at 10, right? Yep. So... A lot of these drivers that you see now start at five or six. Why so late for you? I honestly don't even really know. I remember going to my dad's NASCAR races and hanging out there on the pit box and stuff like that. But I honestly, I just don't remember having much interest in it. Like, I guess I, I don't, I feel like I never thought of it. Like, I never thought of, I, didn't, I feel like I didn't even know that okay. bandoleros or carts were even a thing, honestly. I'd never paid attention. I didn't have Twitter. I was ten and twenty thirteen didn't wasn't clued in on anything didn't I just I don't know didn't really know I rode four wheelers and dirt bikes my whole like till like when I was four so I knew I did that stuff but I just I guess I didn't know all this all there's so many series for okay. kids to race in um, I mean I ran some indoor karting like an indoor karting league or two at the pit okay uh, oh I love indoor go track yeah. go kart track but that was that was literally it before I, I just feel like I didn't really know that it was even a thing. That's interesting. Okay. And because your dad was racing back then, it probably just wasn't as much time to explore all that. On the other hand, Caden, by the time you came along, how, how old were you when you started? So, yeah, I started when I was, I think, seven, just about okay. to turn eight. So I was pretty much eight years old when I started. Okay. And I pretty much started an outlaw cart, a beginner box stock at Millbridge, which was the first thing I ever drove. And also, like, I ran that for, I think, half the year until we got into a Bando, which I ran both of those series, the Bandoleros at Charlotte and yep. Concord, and then also ran Beginners at Millbridge for that entire year. And I did that till I think, 2017, which then uh, I think we gave up on the Bando stuff for a little bit. We might have ran a few races here and there, but I basically stopped asphalt racing for then, from then until, like, this year, which from there till now I've been running the Alicart stuff, so... We got into late model stuff about a year ago with me. I did one race in 2020, and then we did like five or six last year. And I'm going to run that all season this year. And 
I think we're just going to run the micro stuff at Moverage. We got our own micro now, so we're going to run the full season in that and Cars Tour Pro. So maybe a few a la carte shows here and there, but that's pretty much what we're doing now. That reminds me of something uh, that I got to talk to you about, Carson. You had the chance to do my favorite race. Well, it's second. The Oswego Super Modified Classics by first. But my second favorite race in all the land for short track is the Chili Bowl. And you actually got to go race the Chili Bowl. I want to know all about that experience for you. Yeah, I had ran the Chili Bowl for, I guess, I'll bring it back. Uh, I think it was end of 21, maybe. I, I might be wrong on the year. I think pretty sure it was 21. That's last year. Yeah, I yeah. ran the invitation-only yeah. uh, Millbridge show in the midget. Yep. And that was like, it. Like, that was all I ran. Uh, I did, honestly, not the best. But, I mean, I was running against Larson, and it was an invitational race, and I was the one Millbridge guy. How much different is the midget to drive than the micro-sprint? I know it's bigger than the outlaw cart, but again, the horsepower, the weight ratio, even in the outlaw carts are, are it's big time. What's how much different was it to adjust to the midget? It was it's big. I mean, those things are they're crazy. <laughs> I didn't. It's just so much different. I'd say like I compare the speed feeling compared to outlaw carts. Okay, but I mean, I've never driven something where the steering wheel meant less than what your right foot did. You throttle up, and the car would turn. You'd roll back. The, th- the car would straighten out. I mean, it was crazy. I'd never felt something where the harder you send it in the corner, the more it rolls and the more grip it had. It was, I mean, too much horsepower to even imagine. Pull wheelies whenever you want. I had never felt something like that before. It honestly wow. took me a little bit to get used to it. The micros, they're chain-driven, and uh, the midgets are, I don't know, they call it something, but I think it's torsion I don't even know. It's basically like a drive shaft okay. in the center of the car. So yeah. it drives the center of the car where the chain-driven micros drive the left side. I don't really know the dynamics. I'm not an engineer of it. But the micros, they don't really gain grip when you throttle up where the midgets do. And the midgets, the more you roll, the more you get it on the suspension, the more drive it has. Okay. Where the micros are kind of – they are just they do the same thing all the time. They're, if you're starting to spin sideways, you're going to keep spinning sideways. So I had really no, no – preparation no feeling i can compare it to other than the speed of the outlaw cart was close uh it was crazy but then from that millbridge race i ran my first chili bowl uh it was i think i made it to the d main i did pretty good never wrecked anything we did i was happy with it ran the bc 39 a few months later i think i made it to the d in that too i still just had no clue what i was doing um and then from there, I went to the latest Chili Bowl. Yep, uh, your second one. Yeah, my second yeah. Chili Bowl. It was only my fourth or fifth race still. Still no clue what I was doing. Uh, I think I made it. I mean, I started beside Ryan Newman in my in Saturday's C-Main. What was that uh, like? I was like, Ryan Newman, and then like, Everybody else in front of me, like, oh no, like, <laughs> like I knew, I knew what was looming in, in front of me. I knew it was gonna be bad, but I mean, for I think I started eleventh and made it up to eighth or ninth, and with like no cautions, like I, I actually drove and passed some cars, and they were, I mean, big teams, big names, and it, it was just me and the car owners, Mark Daly, his stuff. I've been I've, who who have been driving for the past ever since I started running midget. Uh, he just lets me drive it whenever I want to, so I can't thank him enough. That's awesome. I wouldn't be able to do it and wouldn't be able to run his sprint car any if it wasn't for him, obviously. So me and him, we're pretty good buddies. We like to mess around with each other a lot, and uh, 
just really fun time. It's something I don't know if you've ever been to the Chili Bowl, but if you haven't, I haven't you been, need to go. I, I've you watched need to it. Go. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's quite a quite an experience, I'm sure. And being able to go, I mean, because there are events, and then there's the Chili Bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's the only event you'll run all year where there's 300 plus entries, right? I mean, <sighs> that's it. I think there was. Uh, my first year might have been three fifty something, yeah. and then this last year was th- like almost four hundred, like three ninety six or something. Yeah. Like, oh my, like, crazy! It's um, like it's unbelievable. Everything about it's cool. Uh, all in one building too. It's, yeah, that's the coolest thing. Yeah, I I can I can really imagine what, and especially because both of you are. Um, you know, like to do the two surface tango, and you're both good at it. You're both good on dirt and good on pavement. You've had the chance too to run Arca. Um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I ran Bruce Cook's uh, car beginning of man. I think it, I think it, yeah, I was 21. Yeah, uh, just when I'd started running the car super super late model stuff. But I uh, got hooked up with him. Ran the first three races. I think it was New Smyrna, Pensacola, and Nashville. Uh, the order might, order might be wrong there. But uh, we were running it's New Smyrna. We ran. We were running around fourth place, about halfway through the race, just about to go and start trying to pass some cars. Uh, and motor blew. Or no, we had wiring issues there. It kept misfiring, and then we decided oh, just okay. to pull it in. It was. It, it was. It, we were losing spots bad, and it was not worth it. Um, so that was kind of disappointing there. Uh, I thought we were going to finish. I honestly thought we probably had a top three there. Um, then we from there. I think we went to Nashville. I, I tell you what, I think I did, might have messed up in practice. I've put her in the fence lap like two of practice. I think I, <laughs> yeah, I think I got, I think I got her in too hard uh, when the tires were cold and bottomed the nose out and went straight up the track. But uh, I think I got my third lap was qualifying, so we weren't weren't really prepared for that. I was focusing on the Super Late Model Two, so it was just kind of didn't really work out, yeah. and we ended up blowing up on lap seventeen. Oh so boy, it was. It was another disappointing day. I thought we were going to have a decent run there. Um, and then we ran Pensacola. We were, I thought we were really good there. Right? We probably weren't going to win the race, but I thought we were at least a top three car. We could have been maybe going for second or third. Uh, and just having had another bad luck situation. Third DNF out of three, and motor blew up again. So <clears throat> it really sucks. Uh, stuff like that. I, I hate when that happens. And we just kind of gave up on it. We started running for points in the super late, and it was just kind of like a meh, stop running it. So yeah. The amazing thing though is, I mean, you were again, you were up front in almost every one of those races in contention. You know, no matter what you drive, you seem to be able to adapt really quick, and that's that says a lot about uh, the, the skill that you've developed over the years with uh, adapting to different types of cars. So we'll uh, step aside, be back with more of the Lee Lap Show after this. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift. 
and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Al-Anon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Al-Anon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Welcome back to Lead Lap as we roll on with special guests Carson and Caden Quapple who are joining us uh, for this week's show. And uh, we're talking with Carson about his stint in the Arca series and um, his time running, um, I mean, you've run, if I count this correctly, you've run Bandoleros, you've run all three or four divisions, however many there are now of the outlaw cards, right? You've run, you've run pro late models, super late models, Arca cars and midgets. Did I miss any? Uh, I'll give you the rundown because I think there's a few that I, I you might have missed. So I ran Bandoleros. Okay. I ran... Box stocks, intermediates, opens at Millbridge. So I didn't, I didn't run beginners. Beginners okay. is the other class, but okay. I was too old for it. Didn't run it. Um, ran micros at Millbridge. Oh, that's right. I forgot the micro. And Chil- or Tulsa. Uh, ran 305 sprint cars, midgets, 
uh, what else? Obviously, late models, pro late models, super late model. Um, gosh, Caden, is there anything else? <laughs> did you say legend cars? Uh, legend cars. Legend cars. Yeah. Oh, you did. I, I, did I made one start oh, in, in a flat cart. Okay. Also, oh, yeah. so oh, wow. <laughs> one 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 flat cart start. But I think I think that's it. For most people, that would be a go kart. But for some reason, here it's a flat cart. Well, I yeah. get it because it's the go karts without the roll cage, and they are they basically look flat. I got you. Um, I raced those for a while too. I had a blast with them on dirt. Um, okay, so I missed the three hundred five sprint thing because I didn't know you ever did that. What What did you do with three hundred five sprint cars? Uh, I ran same guy. I ran the midget four. Mark Daly. He had okay. he had a few three hundred five sprint cars. I ran. Um, it might have been Fayetteville. No, it was Lakeview. I think was my first race oh, I ran okay. with him. Uh, I think I finished fourth or fifth or something. I don't even really remember. But I remember it was me and him. We were racing for fourth place or something, and I would run the middle and he'd run the bottom, and it, it was just a good time. Me and him, we messed around with each other a bunch. Uh, really good friends with him, and it was pretty awesome to tell him that I beat him. And he had ran. <laughs> he showed me pictures of him running the Chili Bowl ten years prior, so it's pretty cool. Messing around with him, t- told him, telling him that I outran him my first start, but. Uh, then I ran, I think it would have been, yeah, my last start, which was a latest start, would have been at, uh, oh man, I can't remember the track, what it's called, but uh, I had a fun time on that one. We finished third there. We were actually pretty fast. I was running down second at the end, kind of just ran out of time, ran out. I just didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, too. Uh, I'd, I was running the top, everyone else was on the bottom. It was, it was, it was just a fun deal. I mean, might have been a clue. Yeah, it was, it was a fun deal. But here's the thing, you know, you, 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 you say that, but I mean, if you're gonna pass a car, you can't do that no. by running behind it the whole race. So what do you do when it's just kind of a bottom feeder track under? Hey, There's not you much go to the can. Top. You, go you go to the, to the top, top and give it your best <laughs> shot, right? It's about all you can do. Um, which do you like better, dirt or pavement? Uh, I mean. There's I like I like and dislike things about both, but I'd say overall, just to go jump in something and go have fun, it's probably dirt. Asphalt's a lot more technical, and you got to be focused on like everything matters: your car, driver, track, everything matters. Where the dirt's more driver, you can drive a car that you just flipped over and is a little messed up, but you can still drive it to the front. Uh, I think the dirt's less car dependent and more driver dependent. I I would think. Okay, so Caden. Um, you are now basically in your is second full year, right? With the the pro. Yeah, well, it's gonna be my first full year. Full year, first yeah. full year. Okay. Last year we just ran select races because oh. a lot of my races I was gonna do were conflicting with him and the cars tour. So I'd go to his races and help him while my race was happening somewhere in North Carolina while we were in, like traveling okay. town. So. Now you're going to be at the same track most of the time, so you, I'm sure he, you'll benefit a little bit because I'm sure he'll still be able to help you out where he can, but he obviously will have to focus on what he's doing with JRM too. So um, what are you most looking forward to about this year? I'm mainly looking forward to just trying to get more experience with the cars tour and all the drivers that are out there and really just learn how to drive these cars more and like basically just go to new tracks and do my best and try and perform as well as I can and hopefully go for the championship if we get uh, or have some success and hopefully pick up some wins on the way. Now, the two of you have raced together against each other several times, right? In the yeah, outlaw on the dirt, yep. On the dirt. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you first, then we'll ask Carson. What what is that like for you and, and I mean do you do you 
Do you treat him differently because it's Big Brother, or is he just another driver out there? I mean, yeah, sometimes it depends. I, I try and race him cleaner than other people because I know I'll get in trouble if we get into each other or something, <laughs> but kind of annoying racing at the end. That's the correct answer. Yeah, a lot of times I've lost with, like, two to go because he passes me, and he gets, like, right rears me out of the way, and... I mean, it's it's kind of another driver, but at the same time, you have to race a little bit different so you don't wreck each other and get in trouble. Well, I, I remember, all I remember from uh, when me and him last raced was one of us won ten grand and the other one didn't make it to the A-Main. So, okay, I was one race. I, I got wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> so you won ten grand. Okay. Did you at least buy his dinner that night? I mean, uh, I don't even remember what I did that night. I was <laughs> I was I was pumped up too much to even yeah, even right. care about what I was doing. I might have bought him. I think I bought him. I think we went to Waffle House. Did we go to Waffle House? <laughs> I probably did buy your dinner. Where else would you go after a yeah, race? Right? Right? What else is open after a race? Waffle House or Denny's? <laughs> yeah. Basically. Um, okay. And, and speaking of that, I, there was a story a couple of years ago. You in the fall brawl with Kyle Campbell, and um, you were going for. Another win, and he was going for a five hundred dollar, basically a bounty that that the promoter had put up. And boy, you you it was this was the fall brawl weekend, and it was the one race that you just had all kinds of a flat tire and whatever else. Um, and you actually you probably would have ordinarily just the, after the last issue you had just left the car in the pits and been done with it because you're going to win the championship anyway. But you actually said, no, put another tire on, and I'm going back out there because you wanted, if you couldn't win the race, you wanted your buddy Kyle to win the bounty. I thought that was pretty darn cool. Yeah, that was, honestly, man, that was a rough race. It Uh, was, I remember I think there there were 20, low 20s car count there. It was, I mean, it wasn't no, it wasn't no 10 car field. No. The promoter said uh, something about a $500 bounty, and. I didn't really want to do it. Like it was, it was the deal was I had to start in the back. He made another yeah. deal was yeah. I had to start in the back for an extra five hundred bucks if I won. Well, I thought oh, life, right. I yeah. thought life was going to be good when lap twenty came around and I was already leading. But see what you uh, get for thinking. Yeah, then we I rode around for five laps and caution came out, uh, came back to the restart and my right front tire was down, so I went a lap down because I stopped on the track to cause a caution. Which I obviously I don't yeah. I don't regret that. Yeah. I need to get a tire on it. Uh, came in the pits. Fixed it, put a put a tire on, and not a good tire. It was junk. Yeah. Um, went back out. I think I was back to the lead, lap sixty or something, and it was, I literally passed Kyle for the lead. Yep. And the lap car kind of yeah, made some right. evasive maneuvers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. I had to check up, and he was on my bumper, so he had nowhere to go. Turned me around. Um, then that, then I think from there. We got there was a pile up in front of me. I slid into it, bent the rear end, tore the right rear quarter panel off it, blew the right rear tire. So then we had to put on another junk right yeah. side tire. I mean, it was junk. And uh, I think by the end of it, I finished third there, third or fourth. I, don't, I honestly I don't fourth, even fourth yeah. something. I fourth. Um, man, it was it was rough. It was it was the car was rough after that. Um, I think I passed. I had to pass up to sixty cars. I think I may have just quick counted. 60 or so times I passed a car. It was crazy. You definitely uh, were the show, even though you didn't win the race. But it was cool that you wanted to make sure you were running at the end. And he ended up getting, obviously, getting the bounty. And um, I still haven't figured out, did he buy you dinner at least? I mean, you know, you sh- you should at least, you know, 
Yeah, I think he felt. He, I think he might have felt kind of bad whenever he turned <laughs> me the last time, even though he didn't mean to. And no. obviously, I didn't mean to check him in front of him. I'm sure he kind of felt a little bad for it, but uh, it was good for him to get a, get a win. I mean, I had really stunk up the whole season up to that point. And yes, if there was, one, if there was yep, one guy I'll, that I'll uh, agree with that, if there was one guy I would want to see win, it would probably be him. Me and him have been buddies forever. Yeah. Uh, but yes, he did buy me Waffle House there after that. Go. I do see, remember that's that. That's how you do it, right there. So you know that was that was good. But that was, I mean. Again, Again, it, it it speaks to um, it speaks to the character that you have that you really wanted to make sure you finished that race, um, and and obviously you still had a respectable finish out of all that. So um, that's good stuff. Okay, so Caden, let's go back to you for a second here. Now um, you spent quite a bit of time on the dirt, and now you're 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 really just kind of getting your feet wet on the pavement, though you've had some good success already. Um, what do you like better, at least at the moment, dirt or asphalt? I would definitely have to go with dirt, just because, probably because I've been doing it the longest, and I like, I mean, I've done it for so long, and it's kind of just like riding a bike to me. I know how to, like, I feel like I can get back in the car and do pretty good, and I feel like it's just more fun to go out there and throw slide jobs with people, and really just run the top and you know, just have fun. Like, the asphalt stuff, you have to like be on your game, be focused, and have the car good while you can't really make mistakes but on the dirt if you make a mistake you can get it the next corner back so i would definitely say i would go with the dirt stuff more but i, I haven't really ran much asphalt so it's kind of hard to compare just because i have so much more experience on dirt but yeah i'd probably go with dirt so you like the dirt better you're on asphalt now what is your goal for where you want to be in the sport are you are you wanting to be nascar or would you want to go, you know, World of Outlaws racing or late model racing on the dirt or whatever? What is your, what's your goal? Yeah, I kind of feel like I just want to go farther in the asphalt stuff because I feel like it can take you farther while the dirt, I mean, you can go to a higher rank in like World of Outlaws and Dirt World of Outlaws series, but it's kind of hard to get there and you have to be really good at that. I mean, I'm not saying I'm horrible, but like I think asphalt, you could just like take yourself higher with, perform better, and you can get more sponsorship availabilities and just people to notice you more. So probably asphalt racing, I would have to take the step to if I can. Okay, so we're going to um, step aside. When we come back, we are going to talk more with uh, Carson and Caden Quapel as lead lap continues. We are working on a very special guest for next week's show, so we hope to be able to tell you about that before this show's over. If not, I guess it'll just be a surprise. But uh, we'll be back with more of the lead lap show right after these words. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Alanon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Alanon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up! 
you can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Welcome back to Lead Lap. Tom Baker with you for about another 10 minutes or so as we wrap up another show. We've had a blast uh, having Carson and Caden Quapel in studio, and we're going to have a little fun with the two of them now. So I put together a few little trivia questions about their father, Travis's career, and we are going to see who knows more about Travis's career if it's Caden or if it's Carson. All right. So, um, again, both of you will get a chance to answer. First question in what year, Caden, did your dad win the Truck Series Championship? Was it A, 2002, B, 2003, or C, 2004? B. B, 2003, is correct. Okay. Carson, how many total NASCAR Truck Series wins does your dad have? Is it A, 7, B, 11, or C, 9? C, 9 Wow, you guys are good. Okay. Um, all right, Caden, how many poles, Truck Series poles total? A, 4, B, Two C seven B B two is incorrect. Carson, I have no clue, but I'm going to go with C seven. Also I incorrect. It. it is four four total poles. Okay, final question. 
both in it. This wins the championship. How many total top 10 finishes in the Cup Series did your dad have? A, 8, B, 12, C, 3. A is 8, B is 12, C is 3. Caden? A. A, 8. Carson, do you agree or disagree? I'm going to agree with that. It ends in a tie. You, you, you guys are sharp. I, it's, it's interesting because it's been so long since your dad's raced, and you were both. I mean, you weren't even. Yeah, when were you born? 2006. Okay, I, I think he was racing so, the Cup Series by then. Yeah, he was yeah. still probably winding down, and and of course uh, Carson was going to the track by then. But, um, but to to be that sharp on, uh, so yeah, we'll call it a tie. You guys did good. Okay, so Carson, I think I have a good idea of where you're headed with your racing career, but I mean. Um, what do you think you, I mean, obviously you're getting a chance to run for junior in the late models. You've run some ARCA, you've run midgets at the chili bowl. I mean, where do you see yourself? Is there, is there a type of car that you haven't driven yet? And I'm going to take the NASCAR national series out of it. Cause I know that's where you're going. Is there a bucket list car or race either, either or that you'd like to run at some point in your career? Uh, can be anything. At some point in my career, I don't know if this is going to count, but I'd want to run the Snowball Derby in the Super Late Models. Sure. I already run the Supers, but I've we've talked trying to talk about going to the Snowball Derby, this, especially this past year, but we just haven't been able to put put together the, the manpower or the money power to do it. Um, hopefully this year will be our year. We'll get to get a few sponsors wrapped up and get a few guys uh, that will agree to going with us and that's, that's definitely though my one of my bucket list races. The snowball. Okay, so you know I, I get the feeling you're kind of a short tracker at heart, even though obviously you'd love to get to the Cup Series because that's obviously the top of the sport, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, short track racing is awesome. I mean, it's just once you if you do it, which all of us have, all of us will. It's something that you'll miss. I'm sure. I I don't know honestly, but I've heard like people like. NASCAR stars now that have talked about a short track race and say they miss it, wish they could go back and do it, or it was the most fun they've had. Even though I mean NASCAR is is way up on the top level, like everyone wants it, uh, they miss they miss going to short track races and it's a different running, level running weight models, super weight models, stuff like that. So uh, yeah. Starting to see more of them come back, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of them, you know, owning teams now for other guys and then jumping in their own cars once in a while. Okay, so, Caden, I'm going to ask you this question because you've had a long time to watch your brother race, and now you've started. What do you think is the difference in your driving style versus his? Or are you trying to kind of be the same? Uh, I, I wouldn't say we're trying to be the same. I think I think we're pretty close, but I think... He drives everything a lot harder, I feel like, than I do. Like, I get in, and it takes me a little bit to get going, where he can just get in and go right away, and he's always turning quick laps, which takes me a while to get there, I feel like. But, like, once I get there, I think we're pretty close. And, I mean, he might be a little quicker, but I feel like I'm not too far behind. Okay, Carson, you're, you're like, pounding your fist or something. What is that for? That means I won. <laughs> for him to admit oh. that I'm better, I won. <laughs> Well, you're more experienced. I don't know yeah, if yeah, I'd say true. better. A, I think it's more experienced. Yeah, true. Give him about three or four more years. Let's see where he is. But what? how would you describe your driving style, Carson? Because I will say one thing. I mean, you are not a crasher, or at least that I've seen. You 
you finish 90% of the races I watch you run if the car didn't break. Man, on the dirt stuff, it's shocking that I finished 90% of them. <laughs> well, that's I mean, the, the micro no bridge stuff, is an yeah, exception. <laughs> yeah, the, the micro stuff, uh, it was been, it's been a little rough for me. I just, I can't, I don't really, I guess, I mean, I don't, I couldn't judge slide jobs and stuff right. Sometimes I'd get right rear to the left front, flipped over. But for the most <laughs> part, outlaw carts, I mean, for how close to the wall we run, and how hard we drive and how fast and just demanding they are. It's yeah, I'm I feel like I'm pretty good at not wrecking the stuff. But I think he hit it right uh hit, hit it right on the head with uh me being more aggressive I guess. Uh I'll go out there and probably three laps into driving something go put her in the fence on the dirt track and <laughs> he won't nearly do that. Which I don't know if it's good or bad, but <laughs> I'd say it's better for me not to hit the wall. Yeah, true. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. but, it's always better to not hit the wall. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with what he said. Um, he's probably smarter than I am. I'm more just get in it and go and don't really think about it. Um, where he's more, I guess he just he goes through his mind first and th- he thinks about it. Well, I mean, well that makes sense. I mean, in you, but you again, the the races I've watched, I don't think I've ever seen you crash out of a race on just a stupid move. You know. Yeah, no, I don't think, I mean, I'm not really like that. I try not to be. Obviously, when you drive your dad's stuff and you and him are the only two that work on it, that's, it's kind of one of those things that you don't do and you don't have time to do, especially when you run more than one class uh, every week. Uh, so I think, I think I've learned pretty good not to do that. I don't, I mean, I'm not going to go wreck somebody and chance my race car getting wrecked in the same, uh, same time. Carson and Caden Quapple, it has been great to have you both in studio. We wish both of you safety and success in 2022. And I have the feeling that we are going to uh, have both of you back at least once during the season because you're both probably going to win something. In fact, I'm sure of it. So when you win your first uh, race with Junior, we'll have you back. And when you win your first Cars Pro Race, we'll have you back. And uh, look forward to talking to you again. So we do appreciate uh, you being on. Carson and Caden Quapple, you can uh, look for them at a racetrack near you in late model competition. And that'll wrap it up for Lead Lap for this week. I'm Tom Baker. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. So long. You've been listening to the Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lab Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lab Show. Thank you for listening.